This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. My name is Eric. I'll be your host today. Today, I'm joined by Benchwarmers Scott and Josh. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good, Eric. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for your, your game here. I know you always host a good one. Listen, the last time I got a lot of feedback from you guys about it being too hard, so I, 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 I brought it down. I brought it down a little bit. Yeah, but then um, then Doherty went and like you know everything was forgiven. So well, all right. So all right. So maybe I yeah. shouldn't have. All right, we'll see. All right. So uh, joining us today, we got two uh, two guests teaming up with Josh. We have Jeremy. Jeremy, how you doing? Tell us a little bit about yourself today. You got it. It's good to be here. I always like uh, doing a little trivia, especially when it's sports trivia. Uh, of course, baseball is my forte, which I hear Eric is not exactly your number one sport, but that's okay. I run a little trivia company called Brain Bass Trivia in Chicago, Illinois. And despite being in Chicago, I'm a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan. So go Redbirds whenever we get baseball back. All right. And I hear uh, actually from Dan that um, you're, you're an avid Geek Bowl participant. Uh, yeah, I have been to the last six or seven Geek Bowls. I've been on a team that has been fortunate enough to win it twice and been on the stage about five times. Uh, that is really uh, no thanks to me. I mean, I am the sports guy on the team, I would say. Uh, but there's not a lot of sports at Geek Bowl, so you know. Yeah, I've been to the last three. Yeah, um, I'm the sports guy on our team, and it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm, yeah. There's yeah, like one question of, every year, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I hang my head on that one question every year. So yeah. I mean, that's. I just know I got what I was supposed to do. All right. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. All right, and then uh, teaming up with Scott today. We have Mike. Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Michael. I, uh, I'm from everywhere. I was born in New York, but don't like any New York teams. So, sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, raised in Alabama, roll tide all day. And then, um, you know, all those pro teams they have there. So I stole from Atlanta, Falcons and Braves. And then around 16, moved to California, San Diego area, became a Lakers fan. Galaxy fan, LA Kings, not Sacramento Kings. Um, <laughs> and now I'm residing in Iowa. It's a crazy ride, but yeah, it's uh, now I got to deal with Hawkeye fans all the time and those dang Vikings. How, how'd you lose that bet? <laughs> what, what, I mean, like you just like throw a dart on no. the map and say, Iowa. <laughs> no i i knew some people out here and i was trying to get out of southern california with a wife and three kids it's a little bit cheaper in iowa than san diego just just a little <laughs> where where in iowa are you spirit lake i'm like 10 minutes away from minnesota all right michael thanks for joining josh and jeremy what team name did you guys go with today <laughs> we went with big poppy soriano thank you and michael and scott Try to top that, please. <laughs> I don't know if we can top it, but we are David Justice for America. All right, gentlemen, welcome to the bench. Now on to the rules. We'll be starting off with our tailgate round to warm up both the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of the quarters, one through three, will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we're going to have a halftime show with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And the fourth quarter, we'll be wagering your points from accumulated throughout today to see who's today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. 
let's start with the tailgate. All right, this is going to be three questions worth 10 points apiece. I'm going to give you a player and the name that they went by. All right, all you guys got to tell me is their real name. Just their first name is all I'm looking for, okay? Question one. Penny Hardaway. All right. Can well, check Josh, in. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if we need to chat about that or not. No, we don't need to. And of nope. course, autocorrect really uh, <laughs> helped me out there. Yeah, my, I got the exact same autocorrect. I was wondering what the hell you were sending me. And then I typed the same thing in and I get the same autocorrect. That's great. <laughs> I think we're on the same wavelength, so we, yeah, we can yeah, check in. Th- All right, we got both teams checked in. Yep. All right, uh, David Justice, what'd you guys go with? His first name is Anfernee. Okay, and Big Poppy? Uh, you got it, man. Anfernee. It's not anger weed, like our uh, yeah. Yeah. autocorrect, no? Yeah, no. Yeah, we both typed it in, and it corrected to anger weed. All right. Both teams getting points here. The correct answer is Anfernee. Um, he actually got the name Penny from his grandmother, who had a very thick accent. Um, it would call him Pretty, um, but it sounded like Penny, and... Long story short, it stuck for a very long time. He was very pretty. I'll, I'll have to agree. All right, question two, Bo Jackson. So we're ready to check in. All right, Big Poppy's checked in. David Justice, let's hear you back into it. I, I don't know this one off the top of my head, Mike. Yeah, I can't come up with it either. It's... Like, I know I know it. It's one of those things that's like on the tip mm-hmm. of my tongue. Like, as soon as I hear it, I'm going to remember it. Yeah. I've heard he's a decent player. I just can't remember his name. He knows baseball. Let's just come up with a name that maybe fits. Maybe let's, you want to say like Clarence? Clarence, Clarence Bo Jackson? Sure. All right, we'll, we'll check in with Clarence. All right, David Justice checked in with Clarence. Big Poppy, what'd you guys go with? Well, well there is an N and a C in it consecutively. Uh, Vincent Edward Jackson, a.k.a. Bo Jackson. Okay, one team getting points here. Correct answer is Vincent. He actually got the nickname Bo because he played with a lot of energy like a boar, and they shortened it down to Bo. On to question three, Doc Rivers. Crap, Mike, this is just the tailgate. <laughs> We're going to check in with, uh, with that. All right. All right, Big Poppy's checked in. David Justice, what do you got? I like what you just put in the chat. You want to go go ahead and check in with, with one of those? No, we're going to go with, you know, Austin starts with A. So let's, let's just go Allen, Allen Rivers. All right. And Big Poppy, what'd you guys come up with? So I think his first name is Glenn. His middle name might be Austin. Or his middle name, I think, starts with an A, too. All right. Big Poppy checking in with Glenn Rivers. One team getting points here again. It's Glenn Rivers. Actually wore a Dr. J jersey. <laughs> to a basketball camp. Actually, I'm sorry. It was when he went to Marquette and assistant coach Rick Majerus dubbed him Doc because of the shirt he was wearing. That's funny. He ended up playing with Doc on the Sixers. Okay, after the tailgate, we got one team with 30 points and one team with 10 points. And that would be Big Poppy with 30, David Justice with 10. That brings us to the first quarter. Today's first quarter game is going to be the Dean's List. All right, the Dean's List is around. There will be three top 10 questions. Teams are going to go back and forth, guessing the items on the list. If a team guesses incorrectly at any point in the list, the other team can attempt to finish the list out. Each team will be allowed one mulligan to be used after an incorrect guess. Each correct answer is worth 10 points. Question one. According to Forbes in 2019, every NFL, Major League Baseball, and NBA franchise was valued over $1 billion. What I'm looking for is the top 10 most valuable franchises in the world, not just those three leagues, as of 2019. And just a little hint, two are tied for 10th. Um, So if you get one of the two that are tied for 10th, that wipes out number 10. So I'm only looking for one of the two. We're going to start with the team trailing here. David Justice, you guys are up first. 
We're going to start with Man U, Manchester United. Manchester United is correct. They are sixth on the list, coming in at $3.81 billion. One of only two teams on the list that is down from the previous year. So we're going to say Real Madrid. Real Madrid is correct. They're at number three at $4.24 billion, and that is up 4% from last year. David Justice, you guys are up. So we'll go with the uh, New York Yankees. New York Yankees are correct. They are number two, coming in at $4.6 billion. Big Papa, you're up. We are going to go with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. They are America's team, and they are number one on the list, as they should be. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys came in at $5 billion, and that is up 4% from last year. David Justice, you guys are up. Uh, we're going to go with New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. Don't know how, but that is correct. They are coming in at $4 billion at number five. Because it's New York, man. And somehow they're up 11%. I don't, whatever they're drinking out there. We're going to go to the other side of the country and we're going to go with the Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers is correct. Coming in at number eight with a solid $3.7 billion. We're going to say Chelsea. Is that your sister? I don't know. Unfortunately, Chelsea is incorrect. Did you guys want to use a mulligan? I don't think we should, Mike. I, I don't think we feel too comfortable with many others, so we'll pass. All right, David Justice is passing. Big Papa, you have a chance to run the list here. All right, Josh, let's talk about this. So here's the thing. I think FC Barcelona is 100% going to be on this list. So I think soccer teams are so ridiculously valued. I think also winning championships shoots your value up. So I think the Warriors and the Patriots are very likely to be on the list. But FC Barcelona is the one... Of the ones I said that I feel like the most confident in. Let's go with it. All right, FC Barcelona. Barcelona is correct at number four, $4.02 billion. They, however, are down 1% from last year. We still have seven, nine, and either of the tens. Okay. I would say Patriots are probably better than the Warriors, but I, I like both of them a lot. But I think one could very easily be like 11th or 12th. But I think yeah. at least one of them is going to be on there. I I would lean Patriots. I mean, just with how successful they've been. Yeah, I mean, they've got, what, too many rings. Yes. Too uh, many. Let's, let, let's go with the Patriots. Coming in at number seven, the New England Patriots at $3.8 billion. So you have nine in either of the tens. Okay. The only one I feel real good about that's left, then we're going to have to talk about. I mean, I, I don't know. The Warriors might be wrong. You know, when you win three titles over the last five years, they have a new stadium. They have Steph Curry. They're in the Bay Area, which is a big market. I mean, they check a lot of boxes for what's going to make you a highly valued team. Yeah, because we're, we're down to the, the bottom of the list there. Um, I'd be fine with giving it a go and All right. seeing Let's if go uh, – Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors is correct. Number nine, $3.5 billion, up 13%. Right. So now we have two teams that are tied for 10th. We can name either one. All right, so my logic here is got to go major market. So, like you had suggested, the Clippers and the Dodgers. The Dodgers, I think, might actually be – although, you know what? I shouldn't forget about where I, I live in Chicago and the Cubs, the value of the Cubs, I mean, they – I don't know where they're at these days, but they got to be high up there. So, that's worth worth considering. I don't think there's another soccer – like, I don't think Man City would be there. I don't think Liverpool would be there. I mean, if Chelsea's not there, Arsenal or AC Milan, the other potential soccer teams, but I don't think any hockey team is going to be there. It would be like the Rangers or maybe the Canadians. Actually, the Montreal Canadiens, the last time I looked at one of these lists, were obscenely high given that the NHL teams don't have nearly the value. So it's not right. out of the realm of possibility. Hey, Eric, real quick, what? Uh, how much were the Warriors valued at? 
Warrior's value was three point five billion. Oh yeah, that's good. good so so ask. so it's not we're not only looking for just over a billion. We're looking at ones that yeah, are yeah. close to well, three like and three a half. billion. Okay, here's my my top four selections. New York football giants, the Montreal Canadiens, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Chicago Cubs. Those are the four teams that I think one of them is probably going to be right, and maybe two of them are, I don't know. And I would lean towards one of the baseball teams. I'd lean towards the Dodgers or the Cubs. Dodgers was one of the ones that... Um... Yeah, I, in my I, head, so. and and I mean, when, when Magic Johnson, they bought him over and they got that new TV contract and I mean, they're in LA. Yeah, let's go with Dodgers. All right, we're going to go with the Los Angeles Dodgers. All right, so let me start off with the team that wasn't said. Um, you guys did say it, but you didn't pick it. Uh, the New York Giants came in at 10. Ah! Um, and the other team at 10 is the LA Dodgers. Yes! <laughs> hey! All right. $3.3 billion. Dodgers are up 10% from last year. Giants have stayed the same. All right. So after question one, we had one team getting 70 points and the other team getting 30 points. And that would be Big Poppy with 70, David Justice, 30. On to question two. And I apologize in advance for this. Um, I felt pressured by myself not to do too many football, hockey, and basketball questions. The most exciting two minutes in sports, fellas. The run for the roses. God. There has been 145 horses to win the Kentucky Derby. I'm not asking for wall 145. I want the last 10. Big Poppy, we're starting with you. We're going to go with Justify. You guys are ch- checking in checking with Checking in Justified? with Justify. All right. Justified is correct. 2018. David Justice. Um, I only knew one of them is, was Justified, so. I'm going to know like seven of them when they when whoever says it. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I, I don't follow horse racing we have a major track here in saratoga and i don't care about it (laughs) (laughs) i don't go everything's overpriced yeah sometimes i even question what a horse looks like sometimes so i don't i (laughs) well it's got the four legs it's got hooves there's like a main oh oh okay like i'm trying to even think of something that sounds like it would be a horse like i know some of the older ones but i yeah, I'm just trying to think of like stupid names when come together to make a horse name. That's right. typically how it goes. You know, actually, let's guess He Hate Me. I love cool. it. I love it. Are you guys checking in with He Hate Me? Yes. Absolutely. All right. So He Hate Me actually won in 2009. No, I'm kidding. It's not a horse. <laughs> so no, that is incorrect. Um, and you're not using your mulligan? Was that what you said? Yeah. That's what you sure? said. All right. Positive. I'll, I'll put that down. All right, Big Poppy, run the list. Well, we're definitely yeah, well, going We're with, not going to run the list. Well, uh, before we get to more discussion, uh, we're going to go American Pharaoh. American Pharaoh is correct, along with Justified that you just previously guessed. Two Triple Crown winners. I'm I, almost certain on the one I first sent you. Okay. Country, country yeah, House. Yeah, go, go for it. It I, sounds I think, familiar. I think they're the one who got the win after the disqualification of oh, the horse that finished first. Yeah, I remember that. Now, that was like last year, wasn't it? It was last year, yeah. Okay. So we're going to go Country House. With a name like Country House, you would think it was a restaurant. But no, they were the 2019 Kentucky Derby winner. That is correct. Now it's trying to find the ones that fit within the last 10 years. Yeah, like I know Smarty Jones is one. I know Funny Side is one. I want to say it was Big Brown that won. But I don't know if any of those were in the last 10 years. Like I don't pay enough attention to the Kentucky Derby other than trying to sometimes look at the list of winners so we're going back to so we're going back to um, we're going back I to remember, 10 i remember a horse wasn't too long ago so i think it's within the last 10 years and the name was always something and then i think there was one that was california something too california chrome that sounds familiar 
I just don't know if it's in the last 10 years, but it could be. And that's the whole question on these is like big Brown and, funny and side. That, yeah. Were they in the last 10 yeah. funny side and big Brown? The reason those stand out was there was one that had a really weird name that was like started with an N, but I also don't remember the name. California Chrome. Of everything we've said, California Chrome is the one that has the most resonance with me. All right, well, let's go with California Chrome. All right, California Chrome, the 2014 Kentucky Derby winner. Correct. Nice. All, All right. right. So now... Between Funny Side, Big Brown, Smarty Jones, I know they all won. I have yep. no idea the years in which they won. Oh, and I'm trying to think of that. So that they, other they horse could easily that... have been more than ten years ago. But yeah, there was the horse that died, and I, I think that was within the last ten years. And I don't remember what it was. Just a, it's just was. a, it's just a one-word name. B, I think. Yeah, let's just uh, let's go with some of these other ones, and if they're fitting in the last ten years, great. And we can keep trying yeah. to think of. Uh, right. Fair enough. You uh, pick one. Let's go with uh, let's go Big Brown. Big Brown, unfortunately, is incorrect. Not sure what year they won, but it was outside the last ten years. Darn it! All right, we're not mulliganing this. No mulligans. All right, nobody's mulliganing (laughs) on the horse racing question. Well, I apologize. Like I said, Jeremy, you were you were on almost all of them. Just if you if you could remember a little bit more, was always dreaming. Yeah, seventeen. I believe the the one you said with the weird name is Nyquist, which was 2016, which is named after a hockey player. Okay. The short name is Orb. Oh, God. I was I wasn't gonna come up with that no, either. Um, either. And that was 2013. 2012 was I'll have another. 2011. Was that the one that was a real big long shot? One of them like was like a 60 to one. I think that I won. think that may have been. And I think it might have been that one because I think I almost bet on that one because I like the name and I was really mad that I did. <laughs> and then we have 2011 Animal Kingdom. I have no recollection of that horse whatsoever. And tw- 2010 Super Saver. No, okay. all the ones we came up with were farther out. And yeah. Does anyone yeah. remember the horse we're talking about? Eight yeah, Bells. Any... No. What was it? Well, Eight Bells is the one that didn't win. They finished second and got put down on the track. Yeah. Who was the one that... Oh, that won and died? That won. Yeah, I thought there was the a... One, they ran the Preakness and got a injury at the Preakness, I think, and had to get put down. Oh, Barbaro. Barbaro. That's it, Barbaro. Yeah. Yep. Farther back again. Must have been yeah. farther back, yeah. All right, on to question three. Out of the 54 Super Bowls, 30 yes. quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl MVP. Tom That's Brady true. leads the way with four. What I want from you is to give me the last 10 non-quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl MVP. Like, I'm going to uh, type one in there and, uh, like, 99% sure he was, he's one of the last 10. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. We're going to go with Malcolm Smith. David Justice checking in with Malcolm Smith, who was the 2014 Super Bowl MVP with the Seattle Seahawks. Super Bowl 48. Von Miller, one for the Broncos, I believe. Von Miller, 2016 Super Bowl 50 MVP for the Denver Broncos. Mr. Justice. Mike, I feel I feel great on all of them. I mean, I know they're obviously they're all Super Bowl MVPs. It's just a matter of are they the last 10? But I think they all are because quarterbacks have pretty much been dominating the award. So it's going to go yeah. back. Yeah, we're probably going to have to go back to the 50s to name like number nine and 10 <laughs> for this. So uh, uh, considering the Super Bowl is still back that Yeah, far, I, guess, I guess not. not. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, let's go with Deion Branch. Super Bowl 39, 
New England Patriots Super Bowl MVP, Deion Branch is correct. Who was the Patriots wide receiver who won it recently? Is that is oh, it, uh, uh, oh god, is it Amadalu or Ama? What's Amandola. Amandola. Did he? He's the guy that won it, right? I mean, we have our we have our mulligan, but I'm that like true. Um, almost positive that the last Patriot. I don't know if it was the last Patriots Super Bowl or the one before that, but I, I'm almost positive he won one. I know it was a Patriots receiver. Besides yes. Deion Branch. I mean, I know of another one for sure, but now that we've said it, if it's right, I'd rather get it off the board and not let them say it. I'm just trying to remember if he was the white receiver that got it or if it's another one. Well, who are their other big wide receivers of late? It's not Wes Welker. He was already gone by then. It wasn't Gronk. Oh, I know. We're, and now we're giving more information out well, there. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to think they're of... not right. No, I'm just... But yeah. <sighs> I, I think it's him. Unless, I mean, is there another receiver on... That's yes. the thing is I, I actually haven't watched the Super Bowl in like five years, but I still keep on top of like who won these things. I mean, I have another one that I know is right. Go with the other one you know is right. Santonio Holmes, Steelers. Santonio Holmes is correct. Pittsburgh Steelers, Super Bowl 43 MVP. David Justice, you're up. That was that was our next one. So let's uh let's reconfigure this. All the ones that I've typed in I know are correct. It's just a matter of are they in the last ten. I'm going to go out on a limb and probably, yes. I, I also think that they all are, especially yeah. the last one that I typed. I'll type it again because I remember. Oh, yeah. Me. I was trying to remember if he actually did or not, but you're. Fairly certain he did. I, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. So let's. And we have a mulligan. So uh, yes. we're also going to take a Steelers receiver and say Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward is correct. Super Bowl 40 MVP in 2006. Dexter Jackson with the Bucks. Super Bowl 37 MVP, Dexter Jackson is correct. David Justice. Yeah, that was our next one. So once again, we got to reconfigure here. So we're going to come, we're going to go with Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis is correct. Super Bowl 32 MVP for the Denver right. Broncos. That's it 100%, Josh. Yes, it just took me a while to get there. Yes. All right, go to, for I, it. You say it. You, got, you came up with it. I wasn't oh, going to come up geez. with the same. I just was cranking through. I'm like, fantasy football, fantasy football. I'm <laughs> thinking, it. thinking, thinking. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, Danny. Is. It wasn't Almondola. It was nope. Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman is correct. The most recent on the list, Super Bowl 53. We are down to two. Mike, this is starting to dwindle down for me. Um, mm -hmm. I have a couple years I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm thinking about one team you were asking about. Yeah, I, I can't I'm remember who bet. won it mm -hmm. for them, but I don't think it was the quarterback. In fact, I'm almost positive it wasn't, but I can't I would, remember. I would be more than confident it's not the quarterback. Yeah, but I don't remember who. But there are there could be multiple options. That's the issue. The thing, Mike, is is you know we know Terrell Davis, we got him, so that you know. Yeah, so we can. So we know we can there. go back. You know, yeah. to what that's like 97, 97, so, 98, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it could be a few before in which, you know, we had what, Favre, so we know that's out, you know. And if we're going back more, we have, like, the Cowboys, the Niners into, like, the mid-'90s. I feel like if we were to make an educated guess, I would go there. Okay, we want to do that, and then we'll mulligan, and we'll be right back in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. You got to yeah. mulligan. You get two shots at this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go yeah, for let's, it. Okay, so we'll go Ray Lewis. Well, that's right. So, like Jeremy said, Ray Lewis, correct. Super Bowl 35 MVP. 
I think the last one is the 10th guy on the list, uh, the farthest back we're going. You said Brett Favre, but Brett Favre didn't win the MVP of that Super Bowl. The MVP of that, that Super Bowl was the only special teamer to win the MVP. I, 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 I said it to Mike. I put it in our chat, but I couldn't remember if it went too far back. A Heisman Trophy winner and a Michigan. Uh, MVP team. Yeah, from Michigan, Desmond Howard is uh, – and I'm almost positive, unless there's somebody in the last couple of years we forgot about, that he is the, the most recent guy that we haven't said. All right, checking in with Desmond Howard, and that is the last one on the list, Desmond Howard of the Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl 31 MVP. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I didn't think he'd be I, – I had that name early on, but I didn't think he'd fall into the, the 10. But I was yeah. confused. I was stuck on the Titans, and I was like, did McNair win it? No, no, no. Well, they lost the Super Bowl. He might have right. won it if they won. Right. Warner won the MVP that year. I knew that. Yeah, I knew Warner. Yeah. Well, other than my horse racing list, you guys swept the other two. All right. At the end of the first quarter, we have David Justice of America with 90 points. And I'm not saying this whole thing, but uh, Big Poppy with 190. All right. That brings us to the second quarter. Missing Link. This round will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in via Zoom chat with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points and lock the other team out of the theme points. If team has not checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, the remaining teams who have not made a theme guess can earn 50 points with a correct answer to the theme. In March of 2016, after a 17-year career, this quarterback announced his retirement from professional football and stated that he would join his brother and become an analyst on ESPN, replacing Mike Ditka on Sunday NFL Countdown. He signed a one-day contract with the NFC team that he spent 10 seasons with to officially retire as part of their organization. All right, we're going to lock in. All right, Big Poppy's checked in. David Justice. Uh, Mike, I think you got it there, so go ahead and, uh, and check in with that. All right, so we are going to go with Matt Hasselbeck. All right, and Big Poppy? Yeah, we, we said the same thing. He's got a brother, Tim. He spent at least 10 years with the Seahawks and uh, had a long career. So, All right, both teams checking in with Matt Hasselbeck, and the correct answer is Matt Hasselbeck. Question two. This player was part of a sign-and-trade deal with the Orlando Magic. The Magic hoped to pair him up with newly signed Tracy McGrady, However, injuries only allowed him to play 47 games in the first three seasons with the Magic and caused him to miss the entire 2003-2004 season. Oh, I know this one. We, we can check in. I know. Okay. We can talk it out if they're checked in. All right, yeah. Oh, that's right. They're checked in. All right, good. So at first, at first I was going to say Steve Francis, but I can't remember. that They traded Tracy McGrady to get Steve Francis later on. I think it's got to be Grant Hill because Grant Hill, when he was a free agent, the Bulls were trying to woo him big time. And then he ended up signing with Orlando and he got hurt and they thought they were going to have a great team and they never did. And so I think it has to be Grant Hill. I'm cool with that. All right. We're going to, we're going to check in with Grant Hill. All right. They're checked in with Grant Hill, David justice. Uh, it's a thousand percent. Grant. All right. Checking in also with Grant Hill. The correct answer is Grant Hill. Question three, what NHL player was born in Canada but played for the United States national team? Winner of two Stanley Cups, scoring a controversial cup-clinching goal in 1999. We're checked in, and I think, do you want to send the... Uh... Yeah, should we go with that? For yes, the... send it. 
Yeah, send it. I think I know this one. Mike Poppy's checked in. Go for it. I, I'm clueless. We'll go ahead. We're going to check in with uh, Pavel Bure. David Justice has checked in with Pavel Bure. Big Poppy, what'd you get? Uh, go ahead, Josh. All right. Well, uh, I think we, we had a debate about this player uh, in the last one I wrote where Eric was trying to say, uh, but actually, uh, I do believe it is Brett Hull. The correct answer is Brett Hull. He was born in Canada, but because his mother was American, he was able to play for the United States national team. All right. Question four. What first baseman who played for the Brewers, Tigers, and Rangers was awarded the 2015 AL Comeback Player of the Year, but sadly was unable to continue playing his his playing career after undergoing his second neck surgery in 2016. You should be able to check in on this, Mike. Hey, I know this good. one. We're checked in. All right, David Justice checked in. The uh, answer is Prince Fielder. You guys checking in with Prince Fielder? Yeah. And David Justice, what'd you guys have? Same answer, Prince Fielder. All right, the correct answer is Prince Fielder. Okay, this is an anomaly, just so you know, but these are two baseball questions in a row, and this will never happen again. <laughs> yeah, you should have five in a row. That'd be much better. All right. This player made his major league debut in 1989. Over his career, he signed a lucrative deal with Nintendo and Nike. He's tied with Don Mattingly and Dale Long for most consecutive yeah, games with in. a home we're run with eight, finishing his career with 630 home runs. Yeah, we're checking it. All right. Big Poppy's checked in. Mike, I think this is Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. Yep. Uh, the 630 is pretty much a dead giveaway. So yep. uh, we're going to check in with uh, Ken Griffey Jr. All right. Big Poppy. Uh, it is, in fact, Ken Griffey Jr. And now I know what the theme is. The correct answer is Ken Griffey Jr. So we had both teams check in with the theme guests after the third question. And both teams were incorrect. Just so you guys know, <laughs> we checked in before you guys did with the theme. You did. You checked in with and, and, I'm and guessing still the got theme, it wrong. I'm guessing the same theme, maybe. Well, I guess we'll let Eric tell us. And... So David Justice checked in with uh, athletes with famous spouses, but that was oh. not correct. Big Poppy checked in with a very obvious last name starting with H, which they found out after question four, which was not correct. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that question, I'm like, wait a minute. And we're totally wrong. You're on the I, 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 noticed, I noticed that, and I was like, that's too easy. But, but you know what all five of them do have is their fathers also played uh, professional. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's correct. So question one, not only had Mike Ditka in it, but Don Hasselbeck was also a tight end. I just want to point that out. <laughs> um, I did not realize that till reading my, my notes here. Um, but Don Hasselbeck, tight end for the Patriots, Raiders, and Vikings. Oh, actually, and the Giants as well. Um, won Super Bowl um, with the Raiders. And then we have Grant Hill's father, Calvin Hill, was the first ever Dallas Cowboys running back to rush for 1,000 yards. Bobby Hall, one of the greatest players in the NHL of all time. Prince Fielder's father, Cecil. Everyone should know him. And Ken Griffey Sr. Okay, after the second quarter, we have a score of David Justice of America with 170. And Big Poppy continues to pull away with 290. All right, that brings us to the halftime show. Five Oops. questions that pertain to sports. Each question worth 20 points. Question one, Hootie and the Blowfish had several hits in the 90s. The music video for Only Want to Be With You had cameos from athletes. There are also five ESPN personalities to appear in this video, one being Chris Berman. Name three of the other four ESPN anchors. We're going to check in. I think Poppy's checked in. 1995, 95, 96 is, is when that song came out. Mm -hmm. um, Chris 
Furman is an obvious choice. I think I think we're on the right track. Probably Stuart Scott. I think it's like a crime if you don't have him. But yeah, you know. <laughs> I for some reason I feel like Dan Patrick. He he always has like his finger on the pulse of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he that sounds of, good to me. He kind of seems like someone that that might have jumped in there at that time. And then the third one, <clears> I'm just tr- trying to think of of you know more like prominent anchors at that time who would maybe cross over and do something like that. Like I don't think Bob Lee would do it. He just doesn't really seem like a music video type guy. I don't know for the sake of the music video if they wanted to get a woman in there. Maybe it's Linda Cohn. Unless I, I, she's the only one they want to be with. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, I, I haven't seen the music video like no in, a, no. in probably twenty. 25 years <laughs> so you know when it came out i i don't know yeah. i feel pretty good with like we both think we feel good with Stuart scott and dan patrick for sure so yes. let's throw out i guess trying to you know think of some more anchors around the time who was covering like the nba around the time or baseball around the time man um actually it makes more sense who was covering football since they mentioned the dolphins in the song maybe it's they were all more football type personalities maybe like rich eisen yeah that yeah that's solid i would be upset with that i would be upset with rich eisen i yeah i mean if you want to take a few more minutes to think on it that's fine if not i'm fine lock or checking in with that i yeah i'm just trying to reach back and i'm just oh no that's fine we have a bench warmer whose specialty is talking until he gets the right answers out of his <laughs> out of his ass so if you want to employ that strategy it works that's fine right yeah i was i mean berman and scott obviously are just the two that pop out from that time and even dan patrick felt like second tier at that point but uh, yeah he's just always kind of you know he's it kind of has that crossover type of appeal like oh for you know, sure yeah yeah um, you wouldn't think they'd want to put unrecognizable faces in there that wouldn't really make sense so at mm-hmm. least he was kind of a household name right yeah i just That's where, like, maybe Rich Eisen at that time, I just don't know how. I don't think he was. Yeah, I don't remember him being much of a household name. I'm just trying to think of, of people that were covering football. What about, like, like Greg Gumble? <laughs> John John Madden, Al Michaels, you know, I don't. Al Michaels is a decent thought. I just, I'm trying to imagine Al Michaels or Gumble in, like, a music video. I know, I can't, I can't <laughs> see it either. And I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, Bob Costas, but I don't, I don't know if I really see him doing something like that either yeah let's like just, you guys are uh, backing away from it actually not towards it yeah yeah with the anti-mat yeah <laughs> right <laughs> we could go with like scott van pelt him and Stuart scott did a lot together they they were kind of co-anchors there for a while together so maybe if they had Stuart, they might have brought in svp he wasn't as big a name then as he is now but right if it was 10 years ago maybe i don't know if, right like, I'll, I'll defer to you 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 pick the third one go for it all right, yeah, we'll check in with uh, Stuart Scott, Dan Patrick, Scott Van Pelt. David Justice is checked in with Stuart Scott, Dan Patrick, and Scott Van Pelt. Big Poppy, what'd you have? All right, well, uh, obviously you had to go with the guy that is as cool as the other side of the pillow. Uh, that is Mr. Stuart Scott, greatest ESPN personality of all time, in my opinion. And uh, Josh came up with our other two answers, and I liked them both. Uh, I had one other thought. I didn't even mention it, though, because I liked his answers. So go ahead, Josh. I went with the <clears throat> the co-anchors uh, of Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann. All right, so you checked in with Stuart Scott, Dan Patrick, and Keith Olber- Olbermann, correct? Yeah. My uh, other thought, by the way, was going to be Craig Kilburn, but I don't even know if he was still doing ESPN then or not. 
but he was the other big guy with Olbermann and Patrick back in the early 90s. All right, so unfortunately, no teams getting points. Oh. Uh, the correct answers were Dan Patrick, Keith Olbermann, Mike Tirico, no Stuart Scott. and Charles Steiner. Wow. 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 So it was a crime. Got it. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Dan Marino and yeah. Alonzo Mourning also made an appearance, but right. Muggsy Bogues, huh. I believe. There's a bunch of guys. Question two. The song Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis is the goal <laughs> song for what NHL team? Some say this is one of the more annoying goal songs, and as a Colorado Avalanche fan, I would have to agree. <laughs> We're checked in. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. No, no, you, you don't need to apologize. I'm right there with you. All right, Big Poppy's yeah. checked in. Mike, it's safe to say uh, of the two teams here, we're not the hockey team. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> I don't even. Uh, I don't even know. Like, you know, he said as as an Avalanche fan, I he, agree. I don't even know who their yeah. freaking rivals are, so that doesn't no. help me at all. No, same. I'd always assume like I mean, one would think their rivals are like teams that are geographically near them. I was kind of thinking that too, but who's geographically near the Avalanche? Um, well, I just I was just thinking, you know, just thinking like West Coast type. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like the Phoenix Coyotes. Do they even score goals to have a goal song in the Coyotes? So I don't even know if probably probably not. No. <laughs> and if it's um, you would think it's probably a pretty decent team, like. Mm-hmm. You know, that scores a lot of goals to have a pretty recognizable, like, goal song. Right, exactly. Um, the Red Wings. I don't want to get thrown off by the Colorado thing specifically, but, yeah, you're you're right on that. So, um, I don't do, – yeah. do you know anything about the Fratellis as a band? No. Yeah, I don't know much I – don't, I don't know much about the Fratellis either. Like, I don't know where they're from. That would probably maybe be a hint. Yeah, I mean, we can just go with Red Wings, sure. All right, we'll check in with the Detroit Red Wings. Not feeling good about it. David Justice checked in with the Detroit Red Wings and Big Poppy. Well, so there's only one NHL team that I could tell you the goal song for, and it is Chicago Mm. Blackhawks. The correct answer is the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Yeah, I just want to take time to write a question so I could state my hatred for them. Next question. Draft Day is a movie released in 2014 starring Kevin Costner. Costner plays Sonny Weaver Jr., the general manager for the Cleveland Browns. In the movie, Sonny trades up from pick number seven with what team to acquire the first overall pick? We're locked in. We're checked in. We're checking in. All right, Big Poppy's checked in. David Justice, talk it out. So on the last episode, I mentioned that I haven't seen a Kevin Costner sports movie after like 1995 so i have not seen draft day i have not seen for the love of the game luckily with them guessing a number hopefully they don't know it either um i i think your logic is it makes sense just think of a bad team because they would have the number one pick right but I either accurate the move you know what i mean i mean in any yeah the patriots could be bad you know what i mean right so, it, it could be a team that Costner hated or whoever directed it hated it, you know. Or just maybe it's, right, or maybe it's just more of a well-known team to draw in fans, you know, like maybe it's the Cowboys or, you know, the Giants or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I just don't know America would hate if it was the Cowboys. What about about the Eagles? Most people hate the Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I know living in San Diego, the Chargers are pretty bad for the most part. 
Um, I mean, yeah. Even when they're good, they're bad. So um, yeah, they always find a way to screw it up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean. Okay. We could, yeah, we could, let's go with the Chargers. Pick a random number. Let's just find. Yeah. Yeah. Go for they're it. Known to, they're known to trade their top pick. So. Yeah. Go for it. All right. Let's check in. Uh, Chargers. All right, David Joseph checked in with the San or Los Angeles Chargers, or San Diego Chargers. <laughs> San Diego. I guess when the movie came out, they might have been the uh, San Diego Chargers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll just say the Chargers and Big Poppy. What'd you guys come up with? So it's, I was hoping you guys were going to say the Eagles. So when I said pick a number between one and thirty, I should have said one and thirty-two because I forgot there are thirty-two teams in the NFL for a second. But when I have to think of like an NFL, I like I go through all the teams, right? And I always start with the NFC East and I always start with the Giants, the Eagles, the Redskins and the Cowboys. That's like just the way I knit. Okay. So the Eagles are my number two team when I'm doing that. So we said the Eagles. So I was hoping they were going to say the Eagles because then we would have both ended up on the same answer without having any clue how we got there. No teams getting points. Shocking. The correct answer. Wait. The Seattle Seahawks. I think you should have given us 10 guesses each, and I think we might still have not I, I don't think Seahawks would have been in my 10. No. I don't think yeah. it would have been in my 10 either. No. The logic of, like, oh, think of a bad team, and they're just not right. – I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, the movie's not good, I guess, maybe. Is you seem I'm to be very <laughs> fond of it, Eric. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, anything, I don't anything football-related, I'll watch 100 times, even if it's a tire fire. Um, okay. I mean, it's – so, yeah. So, Sonny traded the Browns' first-round picks – for three years in the movie um, mm-hmm. to acquire the number one overall pick and get this head coach played by Dennis Leary was not happy. I'm sure I'll rush out to watch that one soon. All right. You have homework now, Bombeck. Listen, I watched field of dreams. All right. Based on everybody's recommendation. A little different, but. Oh, pulls at your heartstrings. So. Pulls <laughs> at your heartstrings. <laughs> yeah. Like the Browns actually won the draft. That was weird. Question three. What American drama series originally aired in November of 2003 depicting the lives of the Cougars, a professional football team in an unidentified city? Just, just I'll give you guys one hint. It's not on Hulu. I was just going to say, Josh, if you want to, you could watch Pitch. It's on Hulu. It is a TV show about a sports team. More importantly, it's about the first female pitcher in Major League Baseball history. It's very groundbreaking. Scott, do you work for Hulu? No, I don't. I do Benchwarmers trivia podcasts for most of my time. All right, we're checked in. All right, Big Poppy's checked in. David Justice, what's on your mind? What do you like to watch on TV, Mike? Uh, real sports. Well, not right now. <laughs> um, no, not right now. No, no. Because <laughs> in, in 2003, I wasn't typically watching drama series. Like, what I was thinking was, at first my mind went to, was there anything that was on HBO around the time that would have been centered on a football team? but I couldn't think the only show that came to mind was that ESPN show playmakers. I know it was a drama show, but I don't really remember them being a fictional team called the Cougars at all. Yeah. I kind of remember that show and I don't, I, yeah, I don't think it's a fictional team, but right. Like I remember the show being on around that time. Certainly like, you know, 2004 ish. I really can't think of any other shows. And he said December of, of 2003, right? So November. November, sorry. Um, oh, that changes everything then. Um, yeah, no, my whole my, my my whole train of thought done now. <laughs> yeah, no, I no. I'm trying to, you know, I mean, drama. So I'm trying to think of different networks, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, NBC. I mean, they had Friday Night Lights, but that was a few years later, and that's the Panthers. So I know it's not Friday Night Lights. 2003 is suddenly like a really long time ago. I would just go with 
playmakers then for lack of anything else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to check in with playmakers. Okay. David Justice has checked in with playmakers. Big Poppy, hit me with your answer. Oh, so it's funny. I, I, I know nothing about this show other than ESPN briefly attempted uh, an original programming block and they came out with like a movie about Dale Earnhardt's life. And they had a TV show called Playmakers. I don't know what – I know it was about a football team. And it was a fictional team. But I have no idea what it was. So we also – and it was around that time. So we went with Playmakers. Okay. Both teams getting points here. The correct answer is Playmakers. Um, It was a fictional team. And it actually was the highest-rated show on the network um, at the time outside of any of the live football games, either college or pro. Um, But the NFL pressured ESPN to cancel the show um, after one season – because of the negative view of the players in the show, you know, between drugs and hitting a spouse and stuff like that, all that happened in the show. So like, you know, they were actually doing realistic storylines. Correct. It was a great show. Highly recommend it. Not on Hulu, but I do highly recommend it. As I say, they must really, they must really love ballers then. The NFL. Oh yeah. They they have no control (laughs) over that though. So yeah. Eric, if you've got the box set, send it over. We're both in New York. It'll get here pretty quick. I do have it actually. (laughs) Okay, on to question five. This rapper slash record producer had a contract with two different NBA teams in the late 1990s. The Charlotte Hornets during the 1998 preseason and the Toronto Raptors in the 1999 preseason. Unfortunately, he did not play for either team after the conclusions of each preseason. We can check in, and thanks, Eric. Now I have to rewrite a question. You're welcome. Yep, that's it. You got me back. Uh, So we can talk about it then, right? Yep. yep. David Justice just, is checked in. Just, just to make sure, Josh, that is, is what's his kid's name? Do I remember? don't know. But his kid, I, I his kid uh, played for USC or plays for USC or whatever, and I think it is Master P, right? That's, and his kid was awesome. I'm, I'm almost positive you're right. It's the only one I can think of who actually was like legitimate, yeah. like had yeah, legitimate yeah. basketball skills. So All right, we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna, yeah. We're going to check in with Master P. All right, Big Poppy's checked in with Master P. David Justice? So, Romeo Miller played for USC. Uh, he played with O.J. Mayo at USC. And his father is Percy Miller, also known as Master P. All right, both teams getting points here. The correct answer is Master P. Um, probably best known for his platinum single, Make Him Say it's uh. got, I know oh, yeah. it. Right. I know it. I know it. <laughs> he's, he's most known for creating the No Limit Soldiers, man, and discovering Lil Wayne. Yes, correct. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a new Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. And if you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. So, heading into the third quarter, scoring update here. We have David Justice for America at 210 and Big Poppy 350. Now for the third quarter, David versus Goliath, the alma mater edition. This round will consist of five pairs of questions. One easier, the David question. One harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer. Each David question is worth 20 points. Each Goliath question is worth 50 points. All right. All I need from you guys today, I'm going to give you a player. You're going to tell me what school they went to. Or in this case, two players, I would assume, right? 
Well, I'll give you one player. You, uh, you only got to give me the school for one of the players. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, question one. David, Adam Morrison. And question one, Goliath, Mike Allstott. We'll check in for Goliath. Okay, Big Poppy's checked in. I don't know the Goliath. All right, so we'll check in with David. David Justice checked in with David. What's your answer for Adam Morrison? He went to Gonzaga. And Big Poppy checked in with Goliath. What's your answer? I watched this guy truck my gophers <laughs> for three or four straight years. Uh, that would be the Purdue Boilermakers. Both teams getting points. Big Poppy getting 50 points. And David Justice getting 20. Question number two. David is going to be Lonzo Ball, Goliath, Achilles Smith. Yeah, we're going to go Goliath. Checked in? Yeah, yes. we're checked in. We're checked All right. in. All right, Big Poppy's checked in for Goliath. David Justice. I don't feel I don't feel great on it anymore, Mike. I, I kind of it jumped into my head and then I was like, I don't. So in my head popped in was like, oh, he went to Cincinnati. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, the Bengals drafted him. He didn't go to Cincinnati. And then I'm like, what a nice story it would be if he did. But they just pulled that crap sort of with Joe Burrow, like the local kid mm-hmm. that they drafted. I don't think that happened. I don't remember that happening with Achilles Smith. I'm trying to remember that college season because I watched a lot of college football then. McNabb was at Syracuse. Cade McNown was at UCLA. Obviously, Tim Couch was at Kentucky. I'm trying to remember. They all in, they're all in that 99 draft. I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh, you know what? I think it's Colorado, and I don't know why, but it just popped in my head. All right, we're going we're gonna to check in with Goliath and say uh, Colorado. All right, David Justice checked in for Goliath with Colorado and Big Poppy. Yeah, only uh, draft in NFL history where the top three picks were all quarterbacks, and Akili Smith was one of them. And I think five of the top eight. Uh, yeah. It was uh, Tim Couch, Akili Smith, Donovan McNabb, Cade Dante McNown. Culpepper, and Cade McNown were the five quarterbacks taken in like yep. the first eight picks. Um, my first thought was Alcorn State, which is actually where Steve McNair went to college. And that's who I was thinking of. And then uh, Josh came in with Oregon State. And I was like, nope, no, it's not Oregon State. But you're closer because it's Oregon because he was a duck. And we said Oregon. All right, one team getting points here. The correct answer is Oregon. Keely Smith actually played 23 games for the Ducks with only one good season and then, you know, went to the Bengals and (laughs) stole some money. Question three. For David, we have Dwayne Wade. And for Goliath, Brian Westbrook. We're going to check in with David. David Justice is checked in with David. So Josh and I were uh, just chatting here. Uh, I mean, we know Marquette for Wade. That we know. The question is, can we come up with something for Westbrook? Played for the Eagles. And I know that somewhere near Philadelphia, where he went to college, right? But I don't know. I don't know if that could be Pitt. I don't know if that could be Penn State. I don't know if that could be Rutgers. I don't know if that, I mean, like it's, I know he was like from that area, but I, I mean, it would just be a guess. So we can take the guaranteed 20 or we can take a, a, a wag at uh, some sort of East coast school up to you. I say we take the guarantee. Let's take the David points and just All move right. on. There you go. We're saying Marquette for D Wade. All right. Big copies checked in with Dwayne Wade going to Marquette and David justice. What'd you have for your David answer? So, Right off the jump, I thought Brian Westbrook went to Villanova. But then I remembered, like, I was like, I, I don't feel so great on it. The Achilles Smith really messed up my, my confidence here. So we locked in with uh, David Dwayne Wade for Marquette. Dwayne Wade went to Marquette. Um, Brian Westbrook did not play Division One football. He played Division Two at Villanova. 
He holds the NCAA all-division record for career all-purpose yards. Question four. There's another layup for you guys. David is going to be Anthony Davis. Goliath, Jackie Robinson. Come on. We're going Goliath. Big Poppy's checked in. David, Justice, let's hear your thoughts. I, I think I, – I know – I feel pretty confident that he went to school, like, out west, that it was – I think it was like UCLA or Cal or US, you know, one of those schools. I'm not sure at all, but, you know, we kind of – we need to stay in this race. So Which one you, of those do, do you feel the best? I feel probably the strongest about UCLA of the three, but – Yeah, let's go for it. All right. We're going to check in with UCLA for uh, Goliath. David Justice checked in for UCLA. And Big Poppy. Greatest Bruin of all time, baby. UCLA. All right. Both teams getting points here. The correct answer is UCLA. Uh, Jackie Robinson is the first athlete at the school to varsity letter in four sports. Baseball, basketball, football, and track. Yep. Finally, question five. David is going to be Tiger Woods and Goliath, Austin Eckler. Oh, man. I guess we're going to – By the way, we're locking in with David. Okay, Big Poppy's locked in with David. Checked in. They're also checked in with David. I mean, I know Eckler, I think he went to a relatively small school, I, I believe. Like, he obviously wasn't highly scouted or anything, you know, coming out of college into the draft. Right, yeah. Um, I just, like, I don't, I don't want to necessarily say it was like a 1AA, but I don't think it was a – I don't even know if it was like a power conference school, honestly. I'm honestly not too sure either. Oh, yeah. man. Do yeah, we want to just go – do we want to just check in with David and say Stanford and – yeah. Yeah. Just try to hope that they get everything wrong in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just do Stanford. All right, we'll check in with uh, David Stanford. David Justice is checked in with Stanford and Big Poppy. What'd you guys check in with? Oh, uh, Stanford for Tiger Woods, and I don't even know who that other guy is. So you know. All right, both teams getting points here. Correct answer for Tiger Woods is Stanford. Austin Eckler went to the wonderful. University of Western Colorado. All right, heading into the fourth quarter, we have David Justice of America holding on to a score of 320, and Big Poppy is up to 540. That brings us to the fourth quarter, our final quarter of the day, known as Put Your Fours Up. This round consists of five categorized questions that the teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Categories today... 500 club, back-to-back, national champs, NBA achievements, and finally, let's go to the store. It's now time for teams to place their wagers via Zoom chat. All right, the wagers are in. Let's kick this off. Question one in 500 club. On September 28, 1951, Norm Van Brocklin set the single-game passing record. What former number one overall pick was the latest to join the 500 club, throwing for 517 yards? We're checking in on that one. All right, Big Poppy's checked in. Okay, Mike. So, previous episode that by the time you listen to this, you will have already heard Matt Stafford totally burned me as an answer. So, I'm not inclined to say Matt Stafford, even though they lost so many games and he threw so many passes. And I feel like I sort of maybe remember him doing it and passing that threshold. I almost feel I feel better about Andrew Luck because I I I just I feel like I remember him doing it in a game. Our three options are Stafford, Locke, and Jameis Winston. I would have never thought of Winston until you brought it up. I just like well, they just like throw, said, they threw so much when he was there. Yeah, 
when he's throwing that many interceptions. Like, I know that he had many games where he had 500 combined yards to his receivers and the other team's defensive backs. Like, if you added those up. Oh, maybe even 1,000. Yeah, yeah, that was way more than 500 in a game. I I feel really strong about Andrew Luck. I, I just feel like I remember him doing it, and I can't, like, in my head recollect Jameis doing it. He has so many other accolades, if you want to call them that, but I don't know if throwing for 500 in a game is one of them. I feel more right, confidently yeah. than Luck actually did it, but I can't, like, dispel that Jameis also did it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, yeah. I, I'm, on, I'm on the same – I'm in the same boat here. Because, like, the Colts really never ran the ball when Luck was there either, and that's part of the reason he's no longer playing is, you know, he took so much strain on his body for throwing passes and getting hurt in the you know out of the pocket and, and stuff like that. They didn't run often either, so, I mean, he definitely had the means to do it and, you know, had the type of offense – I feel better about luck. I kind of wish if Jameis had done it, it was against the Falcons, so maybe you'd remember it. But. <laughs> I mean, if it is, I don't remember it. And... Yeah, that's the thing is I don't remember him doing it, and I almost feel like I, re- I definitely remember Andrew Luck having a game over 500. I mean, yeah, we could just go with luck. It's, okay. Let's just do it, yeah. We'll check in with luck. All right, David. Justice is checked in with Andrew Luck and Big Poppy. Well, I needed some help. I should have been drafted number one overall. But I do try and keep tabs on, like, big moments. And I vaguely do recall – Josh has given me all the number one picks lately, and I was like, ooh, Jameis Winston had a lot of big games. I couldn't remember if he did 500 or not. Uh, And then he said Goff, and I was like, yeah, he's on the Rams. And I think I remember seeing a graphic with – I think Van Brockton was on the Rams. And I think it was like the two of them side by side. So we, we checked in with Jared Goff. All right, Big Poppy has checked in with Jared Goff, and one team is getting points here. The correct answer is Jared Goff on September 29th, 2009, in a game against Jameis Winston. Ah! (laughs) Goff went 45 of 68 for 517 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and a loss to the Buccaneers. How many yards did Winston have in that game? I think that's why that game was standing out in me. He was under 400. He was only like oh, maybe... Was he? Okay. Yeah, he was only maybe like 340. I thought maybe they were close to 1,000 between um, or something. He was like at 340 because I, I believe they were running the ball and the okay. Rams, I want to say, ran for like 28 total yards that yeah. game. Actually, no, I got to hear that he was at 385. On to question two. Category back to back. One finishing their career with 325 home runs and the other finishing their career with 439 home runs. What teammates both hit their 300th home run back-to-back off Zach Miner in a game against the Detroit Tigers? Yeah, we're going to lock. We're going to check in with that. We're going to check in. All right, Big Poppy's checked in. All right, Mike. So I just put that in the chat. Zach Miner, pretty recent name, I believe. I remember him being semi-recent my initial guess and not just because jeremy jumped all over it but just because these guys both hit a lot of home runs and hit back to back for many many years is frank thomas and paul canerco so that's like my initial thought i know i'm not gonna come up with this one so i'm trying to think of just you know like other other teammates that could have had a shot at it obviously like guys on the yankees you know could have had a shot but i know it's not gary sheffield because i know he has more than 439 career homers so it, it couldn't be one of one of the guys wouldn't be him so I'm trying to think of like Yankees because I'm pretty sure Zach Miner is pretty a pretty recent name in baseball. Recent right. being like 25 years or so. Yeah, another one could be it could be Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz, but that no, it can't be because one of them wouldn't have been that far ahead of the other. Like 300 and 430 or three something and four something. They both have more than that, I believe. 
So I okay. don't think it's them. But I, now I'm thinking it's not Thomas and Cronovo either, because I think Thomas hit more than 439 homers. If this was your initial, if Frank Thomas and uh, Canarco was your initial guess, I say let's just go for it before yeah. you talk yourself out of another. It, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not my game today. We're going to check in with uh, yeah. <laughs> Frank Thomas and Paul Canerco. How much? 75. All righty. So you're right. Thomas has over 500 home runs. I know. Um, so yeah, that's not, that's not right. And Thomas started his career way before Canerco. So there's no way they're getting a 300 yep. at the same time. However, I, and isn't one of you guys a big White Sox fan? Eric. Oh, well, that explains why you asked the question. Because uh, it was on the south side of Chicago. It was two guys on the White Sox. And it was Pauly Canerco. I'm going to be very upset if I'm wrong, but I'm very confident in Jermaine Dye and Pauly Canerco. All right. So, David Justice checked in with what again? Uh, Thomas and Canerco. Thomas and Canerco. And Big Poppy checked in with Canerco and Jermaine Dye. For how many points? 100. One team getting points here. Correct answer is Jermaine Dye and Paul Canerco. Jermaine Dye. Becoming the first teammates ever to reach that milestone in the same game. Question three. National champs. In 2014, the Penn State women's volleyball team defeated <laughs> BYU to win the national championship, giving their school their seventh women's volleyball national championship, passing what Pac-12 school? This school has since won three of the last four women's national championships in volleyball, passing Penn State, and now hold the record with a total of nine. All right, we're checking. Right, David no Justice has checked in. All right, so I was, I was just messaging with Josh, and I was saying Stanford wins. Like, they've won more championships than any other school in terms of, like, overall championships across all sports. And so they win – a lot of things that are like, you know, rowing and every, and I just, I'm pretty positive that it would be Stanford. Um, so if you're okay with that, Josh, that's what I would check. Yeah, like I said, my, the initial thing that popped in my head was USC, but when you said Stanford, that seemed to actually ring a bell for me too. So yeah, let's check in with Stanford and we right. wagered a hundred. David justice. What'd you wager? And what was your answer? Well, we wagered 75 points. Stanford's a good guess. I felt strongly about, we both came up with two different schools. Well, a different school each, but then we both said Arizona. I feel like I had a friend back in the day go to school in Arizona specifically for volleyball, so I felt good about that. So let's we went with Arizona. And Big Poppy, you guys checked in with Stanford, correct? Yep, that is correct. All right, one team getting points here again. The correct answer is Stanford. There is, however, no parity in women's volleyball since 1981. The national championship has been crowned to only 10 different schools, Penn State being the only school east of the Mississippi to win. The did didn't Penn State have like a ridiculous winning streak? Didn't they? Yeah. Like they won like three or four in a row and they won like a ridiculous number of matches in a row or something. I think. Yeah, they were the, the only, like I said, only Eastern school really winning anything in volleyball all right question four nba achievements a quadruple double is a very rare feat to accomplish in the nba it has been accomplished five times by four different players nate thurman was the first to accomplish this in 1974 what player has two quadruple doubles on his resume both coming in march of 1990 i'm, I'm pretty sure it's the first one i agree you guys checked in yep we're checked in all right, big copies checked in. David Justice. Remember, I believe the Admiral had one, but that was in a few years after. So we can check in with uh, what Akeem Olajuwon. All right, David Justice checked in with Akeem Olajuwon. Big Poppy, what'd you got? Well, before you finish the question, I sent Akeem Olajuwon to Josh, 
And then once you finished it, I said, there's only one other possibility. And then I sent him David Robinson, who's who Scott just mentioned. But I think David <laughs> Robinson has one and Akeem has one. Too. And yep. I think the other guy that has one is, I believe, Alvin Robertson. And Alvin Robertson has it with steals, where right. Elijah Wan and uh, David Robinson are all with blocks. Uh, we went with Akeem Olajuwon as well. All right. Both teams getting points here. The correct answer is Akeem Olajuwon doing it in March 3rd of 1990 against the Warriors. And then again on March 29th against the Milwaukee Bucks. He had to be player of the month that month, right? <laughs> you think, right? <laughs> um, Eric, I, I once uh, in rec basketball had a quadruple double, but it was, it was points, assists, fouls, and turnovers. There you go. <laughs> but it uh, happened. How many points did you guys wager on that one? How do, how do you get 10 fouls? Oh, <laughs> uh, because they don't, they don't, they don't have fallouts. Oh, it's yeah, just a rec league. Yeah. But I yeah. kept track. They don't keep track, but I, I personally did. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So let's get, uh, how many points did Big Poppy wager on that? 100, baby. And how many points for David Justice? 75, 75. baby. Bringing us to question five, the last question of the day. Category, let's go to the store. Sneakers, Gatorade, cereal, and even pickle juice. Professional athletes endorse a wide range of products. In the mid-90s, Yarmir Yager had his very own brand of what edible product? All right, we're checked in. So, I mean, the obvious guess is cereal, because, like, every freaking athlete in the world has a cereal. You got Flutie Flakes, you got whatever... Uh, I mean, just people just, it's just Rizzo's was a cereal for the Cubs, uh, for Anthony Rizzo. I mean, he's a Czech player. So, I mean, you know, some sort of like sausage or like uh, pastry, but I don't know enough about Czech foods to know what to say. Uh, I mean, it could be anything. It could be like, I don't know what Pittsburgh is known for. Pittsburgh pierogies. I mean, but that's a Polish thing, but I don't know. Could he have his own? brand of pierogi i have no reason to not say cereal and that's the most obvious choice yeah i I probably it's probably not right and i really (laughs) wanted to get a thousand points which means we're not going to do that because we're going to miss this uh yeah that's that's why i thought Uh, maybe something frozen since he plays hockey but yeah sandwiches that's 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 true popsicles uh (laughs) Sandwiches, yeah. So, all right. So, yeah. So, I think we maybe go with the frozen thing or we go with cereal. I mean, I don't know. We're, we're just pulling something out of our butts here. It's not like uh, the chances we get it are, are slim to none. Uh, yes, agree. Um, I say just say cereal because it's the most common product for athletes to endorse. I'm fine with their that. own product of. And, all right. We're going to say cereal. We're going to check I'm fine in. with that, yeah. All right, Big Poppy's checked in with cereal. David Justice for America, what did you have? I want to look up and see if he had his own cereal. So, so yeah, go ahead, Mike, take it away. Oh, yeah, so I was just going to – I had a little thought process going on. Um, so the first thing I thought was the fact that he only said edible might not necessarily mean it was like a direct food or drink, maybe like, a, you know, a condiment or like, a, I don't know, even like salt or pepper or something like that, you know, like I, <laughs> he's probably not endorsing salt. So um, – <laughs> Um, so then, I wish that he had. <laughs> that would that would be amazing. Liven with Yager. Yeah, I don't know. So hockey is my weakest spot here, and I figured if Yager, I asked if he if Yager played in Canada, we figured he did. Either way, That's, we thought. I mean, he played hockey for forty nine years, so at some point, <laughs> <laughs> at some point, he did play in Canada, but he's best right. known for his time in Pittsburgh. Yes, correct. E- either way, uh, Canadians like some hockey. So my my first thought right off the bat was maple syrup. 
I just thought it would be funny. It would be unique. And like, sorry, if you're going to, if you see Yager syrup, are you not going to buy it? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. But. <laughs> um, we didn't have anything better. I'd, so with our huge wager of zero, we, we just went maple syrup. So no teams getting points. The correct answer is peanut butter. Um, I did okay. have this cr- question written differently at first, but I figured it was too easy the way I had it written. So I did have a uh, legume derivative. If that was would have made it easier for anybody, probably oh, would have sure that, that would have made it to, the, what I would have done. Yeah, that, I would have said the reason he uh, endorsed this product is because he had a groin injury. Yes. And claimed that he healed it by rubbing the product on the injury. So, so that was actually we, said. We, that we was, still don't want maple syrup in that case. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's not going to give it away, but it's kind of a fun, it's a fun way to maybe discuss yes. what could, it could possibly be. However, I'm not sure because when, when he did say that, it was actually during a promotional event for the peanut butter. So I don't know yeah, exactly yeah. how true that was because he was laughing well, yeah, the entire who cares? time. But yeah. he said it. Correct. So, you know. So, yes, he did He did say he had, was suffering from an injury for a while. Um, and once why he would have rubbed peanut butter down there to begin with, I don't know. Some people could probably guess as to why he would have tried to do that. I don't know. But, yeah, he said he was back playing right away after uh, lathering himself up with some uh, – I hope it wasn't crunchy peanut butter. I hope it was smooth. Mm. Um, but, I do want to yeah. go back – I want to go back to Josh. He's not buying my yogurt syrup. Is he buying – the peanut butter not that he's put on his <laughs> groin not you right. not the used peanut butter no, right. new. I, uh, is it, no, is it, is no. it crunchy or creamy no. definitely I, not crunchy i uh yeah. i have something very disturbing that popped in my head when you were talking about salt and i was like what like from what he's washed out uh breezers or <laughs> oh. something <It's>, uh... <laughs> ouch <laughs> you know i'm sure there's some fans who would go that hardcore <laughs> All right, Eric, just just finish it out because this is a massacre. All right, you that kept us, us under a thousand. Uh, Eric kept you under a thousand. We did we did nothing. <laughs> the game has come to an end, and the final scores are David Justice for America with a solid one seventy, and Big Poppy Soriano came home with eight hundred and forty points, making them our clipboard captains of the game and are going to receive the highly prestigious Koi Detmer Award. All right, anything you guys would like to say after accepting this? I, I want to say it's probably one of the best awards we have to give out. He's not as good as Ty Detmer, but Koi Detmer, he is our man. Yeah, I just want to say thank you, Jeremy. Um, this was like I maybe earned a few of these points, but not really, not too many of them. That you, uh, you definitely were carrying me, and you must be strong because I'm not a small guy. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I enjoy. I had a lot of fun. It was great. I, I'd love to come back and and do it again with somebody who writes a few more baseball questions. But you know, <laughs> uh, don't give me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, do an all baseball episode, maybe. I don't know. No, I had a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to. Uh, Check out what I do, Brain Bash Trivia Live on Facebook in this COVID uh, craziness. I've been streaming trivia games uh, online. I've still got to announce my June schedule. Uh, I lost my internet for the last week, so I just got back online. And uh, anyway, it was, it was fun. And uh, you know what? Uh, let your voice be heard. Get out and vote in November. Make a difference, people. All right, Michael, anything to say before we 
end this year. Yeah, I I also I would like to thank Scott for the hundred and whatever points we got. Um. That's 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 pretty. <laughs> it's pretty pitiful, man. I I yeah. This is my worst episode <sighs> so far. It's bad. Oh, it's my worst out of one. So. Um, <laughs> hey, say it's, my, it's my worst too so you know <laughs> ah, listen, okay. listen you know what just just for being a good sport i'm gonna i'm gonna create an award right here you're gonna get the nathan peterman participation ribbon all right oh no, so no that thank is, you that is no. for you guys to take home you can't even probably be proud of the nathan peterman award um <laughs> you definitely can't i do appreciate it it was a good time i mean i would i would love to come back i don't <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. I take that to heart. You ran into a buzzsaw named uh, Jeremy, so not much you could do yeah, about that. Yeah, it's not you. It's me. Thank you for listening to the Benchwarmer Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes! Yes! Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.